welcome to Optimize Your Lifestyle with me, Steph Clarkson. It's a place for wellness, brain training, life hacks and insights with me and my fantastic guests. Come on in. Hello and welcome to this week's podcast. I'm Steph Clarkson and I'm joined by... Richard Mason. Hello everyone. Hello Richard. So I thought what we would do today is a little bit different to what we've done in previous podcasts and that is to explore a book. And this is a book that I've been reading during lockdown and it's called Shambhala, The Sacred Path of the Warrior. And I'm sure I'll pronounce this wrong, so I'm so sorry already <laughs> before I attempt this. I'm looking forward to this. Get yeah. ready, everyone. So, Shogyam Trungpa. Yeah, that looks about right to me, yeah. Um, and this is one of those famous self-help books that comes right back from the 70s. And it was specifically on my reading list when I did my Reiki Level 3, which is how I've ended up with it. And I'm finding the content quite interesting. And if I could say that this podcast is about the meaning of life, this sounds very grand. But actually, it's one of those books and philosophies that get you to rethink how you think about life and your contribution to it. And I think maybe during this lockdown, uh, many people are reconsidering who they want to be, what they want to do. And I think stepping away from the world in this way does get you to reflect on your part in it and the part you'd like to play in it and just reassess. And I think this is one of those books um, amongst others that kind of helps you get to that place of decision about how to move forward. One of the concepts that I love and just to give you some context of this, um, I have been a meditation and a mindfulness teacher in the past and I really believe in meditation. I think it's great. But what I also believe about meditation is people get the wrong idea about it. All meditation really is to me is to focus on something with your full attention to the exclusion of other things. And broadly speaking, you can be meditating to cook or to make motorbikes or to run in the forest and just really be there in that moment in the forest running. And I think actually, Many, many people do meditate and don't even realise that that's what they're doing because I think if you ask people if they meditate, they'll probably say, no, I didn't get along with it, I can't do that. But if you ask people, is there anything you do in your life where you are just in that moment doing that thing completely absorbed and nothing else is going on in your mind apart from that thing? Mm, And I think that would be yes. Have you had that experience? All the time. Absolutely classic example that a lot of people who get along get on board with is the holiday sat on the beach just consciously making yourself be in that moment going wow all that there is now is me and my feet in the sand and the sound of the lapping waves and the sun on my skin I'm just going to close my eyes and be here in this moment yeah I get that yeah yeah but I, many times I've been set by the beach listening to some music and I kind of the only entity in the whole world yeah I, I understand that yeah, yeah. And I don't know if you've ever had one of these moments in your life that's so powerful and beautiful that you've almost tried to imprint it on your memory. <laughs> and yes. gone, don't forget this moment. Don't forget this. Note, use all your five senses. Just really be there. Have you yeah. ever done that? Yeah, I totally get that. I, I won't bore you with the story, but a certain place I love, 
every yeah. time I go, yes, I, I absolutely do. It's, it's almost like I'm trying to write mm. write a page in a book and take it home with me. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. It's Universal that. Studios. It certainly is. <laughs> How did you Richard know Richard loves Universal Studios. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We're in my cover there. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, that that's a great example. You've given two examples there of when you find yourself in a focused state. Yeah. In different ways. Yeah. And um, just going back to what we are saying, meditation is so crucial because it helps you to focus. And when you put your focus somewhere positive, then it helps you to be more grateful, more appreciative... And actually see the wood for the trees and get out of your own way. Because so many people spend so much time in their heads, in this potential future, which is just horrible most of the time, or in the past, which could be good or bad. And we forget what's directly in front of us. Yeah. And one of the things I liked in this book is, um, is they kind of said that life comes to us with certain basic amenities given and they use the term goodness so there are certain basic goodnesses in life that we are just given as standard and these are things like fresh air um we'll probably see some trees some nature some wildlife i think almost everybody in the world has access to that the sun will rise the sun will set there will be okay. seasons perhaps not if we're in the north or south pole but there are certain givens that we are given as a human mm. And because they're givens, we kind of take them for granted. And we forget that they're there. And, you know, I was sat outside yesterday kind of meditating um, when I was reading this book and sat in the garden. And thinking to myself, there are thousands of varieties of trees, of plants, of birds. Like, in my space right now, which is a small kind of communal garden space between, what, 15 houses, something like yeah, that? Yeah, something like that. Something yeah. like that. Yeah. And I thought, there must be a hundred different types of nature in this small courtyard, from the animals, the birds, the trees, plants, the worms under the ground, goodness knows there's spiders and cats and abundance um, where we are. And, it, and that's, that's always there at our fingertips, mm. just in this tiny little space mm. in the world. So... And, you know, we both drive, we both have, well, not at the moment, but freedom of movement yeah. throughout, the, throughout the world, really, but mm. particularly throughout the UK. Just look mm. at all that that we so, have access to. So you're talking about what I like to say is, how do I put it, non-negotiable pleasures? Things we have not even yeah. by choice that just are Just given, yeah, just things yeah. that are just given to us on a plate. Okay. Basic yeah. good, and I like that term goodness because I think, I think these are good things. You you may disagree about spiders, but you know <laughs> these are just natural things that are just given to us. Good things that mm. are there for anybody to access at any time. Mm. Uh, yeah, and as Steph is saying this, I can see behind her outside the window, and I'm, I'm faced mm. with a big tree, so I can see lots of pretty things going on and out there. So it's a it's a it's a beautiful world if you just stop and look. That's it, and the book kind of touches on the fact that this idea of possession, and we want to possess things and have more to kind of hold on to this beauty and make ourselves feel better. Where actually, you know, there's thousands, probably hundreds of thousands of things out there that's absolutely free 
Um, and maybe it is transient. Maybe, you know, you can't guarantee that same butterfly is going to fly and pass every time you see it in the garden. But that's also the beauty of it, isn't it? Mm-hmm. That just in that moment that happened, and that will only ever happen in that moment, I think there's an element of specialness in the inconstant as well as the constant. Yeah. Yeah. I could, um, I, I won't go into the full story, but you just remind me of a few incidents where Steph is very keen on squirrels. Yes. We've had a few times where we've seen squirrels <laughs> doing random acts, and one particular yeah. while we were sat in a pub, but let's not go there, but that was a bit of oh, a special yeah. moment, was, if not strange. Interesting, yeah. And talking about squirrels, it reminds me, I used to be a teacher um, for a summer school for uh, Asian students that had come over to the UK and needed to brush up their English skills before they started the term. Mm. And a lovely girl was walking down the same path as me, who was in my class um, home. And I saw her really excitedly getting her phone out of her bag and running towards these trees and, and taking pictures. <laughs> and I said, what? You know, what, what is it? What have you seen? And she said, oh, the, the little mice in the trees. They're, they're like little chipmunk mice things. And I was like, okay. And so I started to look thinking, what are these little mice things? And it was squirrels. And where she comes ah. from in China, there must be no squirrels because she fought these squirrels, which are just so common, you know, yeah. you just feel around from it, see squirrels everywhere. Yeah. Um, but to her, it was a delight. And, and it's mm. that sense of seeing the same world with new eyes. And there's a famous um, travel quote, a, a big traveller as well, but travel is not about seeing the world, it's about seeing your world, like you can, well, home if you like, with new eyes. Mm. And I think okay. that's what meditation helps you do. And this book just kind of tying it back to um, this idea of goodness kind of reminds us that the good things in life aren't our achievements, they aren't the day we got that job or that promotion or, you know, fantastic month in sales if you're an entrepreneur. Your life is brushing your teeth in the morning and having your dinner and speaking to your friends and your family and seeing your colleagues and going to the post office. You're going to do that stuff way, way more times than you do the big achievement stuff. So you have to learn to love that reality and enjoy that reality and appreciate that reality because that's 90% of what you do. And they talk about the word dignity and I'm a big fan of the word dignity, which I know sounds weird, <laughs> but I really like dignified people who, who really look after and cherish themselves, looking after their mind, body and spirit, um, the things that they come in contact with, I love watching people who have this sense of pride, but not in an arrogant way, just in a things are important and we should care for them. I love watching them make a meal or a cup of tea or read a book because you can just see these careful movements and think, mm. wow, you know, watching that person care for that thing that they have teaches me to cherish the things I have. And, and be less wasteful and, and I'm thinking of a particular client that I have who always folds the towels beautifully when she has a massage with me and I, I don't tend to do that I just tend to throw them straight in the wash bin but um, yeah it, I feel like it teaches me something to be in the presence of people who get that the momentary step by step basics of life are mm. there to be enjoyed okay yeah. so um, talking about the kind of people that you believe are you think are dignified mm. and obviously you're respecting that mm. can, can you think of a character in everyday life that people could uh, identify with that's 
has that quality that you that you think? Yeah, I think it's the um, Obamas of this world. They yeah. always come to mind straight away. I think it's people who have that quiet confidence. Um, so you know, people oh. who hold their head high, speak when it's important, <clears throat> but also have a kind of kindness and compassion. Okay. Uh, yeah, now I know where you are. Yeah, yeah okay. and I guess even a sense yeah. of wisdom. I think that's what I mean by integrity. Mm. That that person who knows themselves so well that they don't feel compelled to speak to justify themselves or out of anger or out of judgment. They treat the word lightly. Okay. Yeah. That yeah. makes sense. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. I've got a few celebrities in mind now, but yeah, absolutely. So that, let us... Uh, it's quite insightful that. Mm. So, so let us know, everyone. Who, who do you think is? Uh, yeah, is that a dignified character. Dignified. Yeah. Mm. Mm. One for me would be someone like Jude Law. I have a lot of respect for that actor. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. yeah Oprah Winfrey is probably a classic Oprah one Winfrey. that lots of people. Yeah. And I think um, actually, when you decide, I'm going to really enjoy this meal, and I'm going to really connect with this person that I'm sat opposite. And I'm going to make my bed so I sleep well. And I'm really going to enjoy this shower and tune into the feeling and the smell of the, you know, um, shower gel and all this. Your experience of life just just rises. You know, you're you're now giving everyone the impression of what our house is like when you have a bath and go to and go to bed. It's you're absolutely spot on. <laughs> what do you mean? I was just talking about rituals about how we might yeah. go to bed and make sure it's okay. comfortable and so on. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and that's an interesting word, isn't it? Ritual. It's having the mm. to make something a ritual can help you to focus on it and to appreciate it and to fully do that thing well. And in the book, they talk about the idea that we segregate um, different parts of the process in the modern world. So in a restaurant, we don't clean the plates. Mm, we eat yeah. off the plate somebody else makes the food we eat it somebody else does the washing up and actually we don't experience the full experience and mm. you know washing dirty dishes isn't a chore because if you make if you harvest the food if you make it if you put it on your plate if you wash it up and put in it where there's something very fulfilling about seeing that process at the beginning and the end mm, and no, knowing no. that you've not been wasteful as well you know, you don't know where the stuff goes after the restaurant. Mm, yeah, that's a good point there. Yeah, so made may me think about my, my cooking a little bit more there too. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I try I not to waste mm. as much as possible. Oh, excellent. That's it, yeah. And they talk about, you know, it's, there's something really human and enjoyable about taking a process all the way through to the end. Appreciating all the details, even the small, what would seem like insignificant details about... Yeah, because if you look at percentages of your life, they're the significant details. Yeah. You know, we say, oh, it's yeah. insignificant having a sandwich on Thursday. Well, you'll have more sandwiches and more Thursdays than you will, <laughs> than you, will you know, these big things that you would consider yeah. significant, actually. So when we can embrace life on that level mm. and enjoy that level of life, well, the world's a roster, mm. isn't it? Yeah. If the highlight of your week is your Thursday sandwich, mm. then how much do we need? We can yeah. relinquish a lot of these big goals and big desires to have a bigger mortgage a nicer car more success mm. more validation we can kind of let those things go yeah, if our joy thing. comes from the small details updated in them yeah it's a very personal thing isn't it you know it, it doesn't have to be all the the bigger small things if you like it can mm. be something as simple as having pasta on a tuesday because you love mm. pasta 
uh, having an hour's extra sleep on a Wednesday mm. morning because that's the only day you can. Yeah. 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 And I think the other aspect which the book then goes on to is talking about being of service to the world and being mm. of service to others. And I do believe in that. I personally find it quite hard as an introvert and a quite private person. I sometimes find it quite hard to completely open myself up in service. Um, but I think that's more to do with me being able to say no and set boundaries mm, <laughs> than it yeah. is to do with not wanting to serve. Because, I mean, of course, I'm a therapist, I'm a teacher. I, I do serve quite a lot, mm. actually. But, yeah. Um, but an, a book that is very strangely written, but do stick with it because the principles in it are really good, which is The Power to Be Disliked. And that's another book, and that talks about value your life in terms of your contribution. And contribution doesn't have to be some big, mighty thing. Contribution can just be, well, I contribute to the street that I live on because I'm a good neighbour, I don't cause any trouble, I put away my bins and take them out and pick up litter that's on my pathway, and I contribute to Sainsbury's because I shop there, and I give them money which pays for their staff. And I contribute to YouTube because I watch videos there and somebody, you know, obviously gets paid because because I do that. I'm watching, yeah. So it doesn't have to be big grand contributions, although they're great, I'm not saying don't do that, but in in your day-to-day life, recognise where you being here on this planet is contributing to a greater whole. Yeah. That could be a smile at somebody in the street. That could be you not using plastic bags, so you're making a contribution to the universe and pollution. It doesn't matter how big or small, but start the practice of recognising your contribution by your actions and decisions and feel good about that. Mm, okay. And maybe, hmm, so, so what can I contribute this week? Oh, not even that. Today? What? have I contributed this week because because we do without even Mm. realising that we're doing it this is the point isn't it it's recognising it yeah Yeah. Okay. I mean what about today Richard you've been up fairly early seeing clients what have you contributed towards the people and the places you've been today okay so what have I contributed today Hmm. okay so I've seen two clients today via a Zoom video meeting. So I've maybe I contributed towards their health and fitness. I've contributed towards my own work practice, maybe. From you know, the more I do it, the better I'm getting at it. What else have I contributed today? I've contributed towards we've well, been today to Sainsbury's. We've got lots of food. Uh, healthy food so we contributed towards our own lives and being healthy and supporting that supermarket supporting the farms that we're buying meats and dairy from yeah. maybe yeah. yeah um i've had an hour and a half rest so i contributed towards my mm-hmm. health as well mm-hmm. my energy and by rest you mean you've played the Xbox. Well, I played so the you Xbox. contributed That's... to yeah. the world of industry of gaming, which is a yeah. fairly valid industry. Yeah. So that's help people relax and unwind. Yeah, yeah. So contributed to Zoom. You've used their software. I have. Yeah. Yeah. So it's actually, when you think about it, it's quite quite a few different things, yeah. isn't it? And I think there's probably more than that about people you've messaged, things you've liked on social media, mm. and you know, although you're seeing your clients and helping their health and fitness, I know. Um, from experiencing you that you're also part of their social network 
Yes. And you share that your clients are sharing with you things that they'd heard to do with what's going on in the world at the minute, and you share mm-hmm. that with them. And moral support, emotional support, humour, fun, lightheartedness. Yeah. There's and a lot of sharing there. Yeah. Yeah, and that's five o'clock, and you've probably listed off twelve things, and you weren't even trying to contribute. <laughs> Yeah. You just were. Good yeah. point. Yeah, so good I think point. this is a really nice technique if your self-esteem suffering a little bit. Yeah. And if you've got yourself into that rut of, you know, what's my purpose? Why am I here? What can I offer the world? What can I do that's good or worthwhile? Well, you probably already are. And mm. you might say, oh, well, if I don't go on Zoom, somebody else will. And that's true. But if the hundreds of thousands of people mm. who use them, if they all have the same yeah, idea. The same attitude, yeah. Yeah so, yeah, so every part is important to the whole. Yeah. Mm. You know, it's, your, your existence does contribute to lots and lots of things. So I guess just going back to kind of wrap up... Um, what I've learned from this book, which has really helped me in this time in history, is to appreciate the mundane and to celebrate the mundane as a spectacular, actually, and just be amazed at what's at our fingertips. And I remember being 13, 12, 13, when the internet first came online and just being like, wow, you know, <laughs> all this information, Google Earth, whoa, that was a completely mind blown. What, I can zoom into anywhere in the world and see what it looks like. It's very hard to contemplate, wasn't it, at the time? It's, yeah, yeah, it seemed incredible. It seemed so, such a gift. Mm. Yeah. But what, 15 years later, it's forgotten. And we barely mm. even use that resource. And it's that, it's grabbing onto that thing that we once could see with beginner's eyes mm, as yes. brilliant and bringing that back mm. into our centre of focus. So it's reminded me to do that. It's reminded me to cherish the things that I own, the rituals that I have, the lifestyle that I do have and enjoy that more and be fully present with it so I can really fully enjoy that shower, that bath, that meal. And it's also there to remind myself that although we've been staying at home, we've been on lockdown, we've been unable to go out, that in so many ways we are still contributing to something good, to something beyond ourselves, to some bigger picture. And you don't have to sacrifice your life to service. Mm. You just have to recognise where you are giving service and where you can give service that brings you joy as well. And, and do something for you um, of course charitable donations and things are great and we both donated to the big night in we have we, we have, have. We, yeah. we, we saw some of that just, just today didn't we actually this morning so, yeah we didn't know it was on like, I, mm. how do we miss this we don't really watch yeah. that much TV do the, we the, so the, com- the common question we get asked a lot is did you see such and such on television last night and before they've yeah. even told me what it is I say, I no. didn't know. <laughs> no, didn't we, we know. watch such little television, so Yeah, which is good and healthy for us. Yeah, 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 but we're, but we're a little bit behind yeah. the times on what's on television, but pretty but good with everything else. we watched it this else. morning, so didn't we? we <laughs> yes, did we did, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so do give to others, do give of yourself, but also become aware of your day-to-day contribution that you just do without thinking cherish the mundane cherish what you do have and remember that just as a given by being a human being on this earth we have access to hundreds and thousands of good honest pure great things and be thankful for that and that's not to say if you're in a bad place right now you can't feel bad because somebody's got it worse than you i don't don't really believe in that concept it's not about comparing Mm. it's just about enjoying really it's about there's something here you can enjoy 
and at the minute you're not tapping into it and that's a shame because it's there for mm. you to tap into so it's being mindful enough with yourself to tap into the joy that can lift you out of a bad place or if you're in a good place it'll lift you even higher mm. um yeah. It sounds like a great book. So, so let's just mention the book again in case you're intrigued and you want to read the book. Yeah, so um, there, was, there was two books. Um, the part about cherishing the mundane is from Shambhala, The Sacred Path of the Warrior by Shogyam Trungpa. And the second book that I mentioned was The Power to Be Disliked. And I can't quite remember the name of that author at the minute, um, but I can put a link put in the, the bottom of here. And you'll find it if you look at The Power of Being Disliked. Okay. Right. Thank you very much for that yes. information. And thank you. Yeah, hopefully that's been insightful. It's fresh to be thinking. It's inspired you to go out and get some new reading material, or just to you know apply that today to your life. And please do get in touch and let me know how you get on with that, um, what benefits you found, or if it's resonated with you, some stories, some philosophies of yours. Please do get in touch and share those with us. And you know we may even share those on a future yeah. podcast. Yeah, sounds like a good idea. Yeah, awesome. do, do get in contact with us. So thanks for listening. Thanks, everybody. I've been Steph Glasson. Have a, have a good week. Richard Mason signing off. <laughs> Bye-bye. Bye.